Hey everyone, and welcome to a very special podcast. We're going to be doing two podcasts at once. No, we're not talking about two different subjects today. We're just going to be doing two different podcasts. I'm going to have my special host and my fiance, Alexandra, with me on this one. And we're going to be talking about Godzilla vs. Kong, specifically the trailer. I know I promised you guys the Hulk. I'm working on it. That one's in the process. But since Legendary dropped that trailer on us, we gotta talk about it right now. So, here we go. Please welcome from, from, uh, what you thinking? Alexandra. Alright, so, please welcome Alexandra. Hi, everyone. So, welcome to Kaiju, or, Kaiju 101, I'm so sorry. That was, we're gonna be talking about some Kaiju here. But it's Fandom 101. Now, we all know, or probably, if you haven't heard yet, Godzilla vs. Kong, the first trailer is hit. It is now on YouTube on several sources. People are going nuts for it. And we gave it some time. We wanted to study, analyze it, and a lot of people already came out with theories and everything else about it. Personally, I gave my prediction for it weeks ago in my last podcast when I was talking about, you know... Well... What about this? For my listeners, why don't you go ahead and refresh them on what your predictions were? Very, very well. I will refresh those predictions. All right. Now, I predicted that Godzilla might be an antagonist, but he he's the guardian of... he's. It's hard to describe, but he's essentially been developed as the protector of Earth mm-hmm. from the last two movies. Right. While Kong is the protector of Skull Island... And apparently Godzilla keeps the balance on the planet. He's, you know, like, he is here to restore balance, as Ken Watanabe said. So, knowing that, removing Kong from Skull Island, which kind of had to be the whole thing over there, would probably be the cause of the fight. Right. But my main prediction was that Godzilla... They they predict the... I'm so sorry, I cannot talk today. <laughs> oh, it's fine, it's fine. Anyway, my prediction was that because the director said there will be a clear winner in the fight, so we knew that one of the two will actually probably not exist anymore. Or at least there will be a clear winner, unlike the original movie when people said Kong won for America or Godzilla won for Japan when actually there was only one real ending with some editing. It was where Kong was swimming away and Godzilla's roar was later heard in the Japanese edit when the film faded to black showing the big guy still alive. My prediction is Godzilla will win the fight against Kong. Just because of various reasons, not all of which being he's kind of got a superior firepower. Mm-hmm. But Kong will save the day against, and here's the biggie, Mecha Godzilla. Mm-hmm. You seem a little bit... You don't seem too convinced. Well, give us... Can you give us a brief backstory of Mechagodzilla and what the role is in the kaiju universe? Well, Mechagodzilla has always been sort of an antagonist to Godzilla. Or, it depends on his role. In the first, the Showa era, he was an alien creation, a cyborg. Don't know how they made a machine, a cyborg with no you know, flesh part. He only had a outer casing framing Godzilla the first time they met. Right. 
And basically, he was meant to kill and replace Godzilla and just set the world ready for these aliens to take over the world. Godzilla defeated him with the help of King Caesar, and the second time actually had a fight. God actually fought Mechagodzilla and Titanosaurus alone. Actually wound up winning both times. The second time, it was a human creation based off future science of Mecha King Ghidorah. Hmm. Mechagodzilla was then created and almost succeeded in killing Godzilla had Rodan not intervened and restored Godzilla's strength. The next time we see a new Mechagodzilla being built off the bones of the original 1954, making it an actual cyborg. This one is also known as Type 3 Kiryu, but we can still call it Mechagodzilla. One of the most awesome designs! This, the last two have been sent as protectors of humanity, so to speak, to deal with Godzilla and other such kaiju. Then you've got various, I'm not even going to mention the anime one, but this would be basically, what is it, maybe the fourth Mechagodzilla we've ever had? Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to say fourth. It's, a, it's still a good one, though. It's still good. So we haven't seen much, and they've leaked the toy out. They sadly leaked that a little bit of time. That's how we knew Mechagodzilla was probably showing up. So we can only guess what its role was. And if you've been paying attention... The Godzilla movie, Godzilla King of the Monsters, the end credits, you, you saw those, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were news clippings, and they gave a few hints. One of which they were actually, Monarch is actually, you know, uh, increasing its defense around Skull Island. Including a mechanical device. Which, I guess we can include, or we can conclude from that. Mechagodzilla was created by Monarch. For and, what purpose, we don't know. And who exactly, or what exactly is Monarch? Monarch is the secret organization, or was secret in the MonsterVerse, the series of movies that we're seeing in Legendary, Warner Brothers, and all of them. The American version of Godzilla right now. Right. That's, that's the society or the organization that's basically protecting and discovering and studying the titans or the monsters as we know them. Such as Rodan, Mothra, Ghidorah was one of them. Ghidorah was actually a recent discovery in that movie, so they didn't know much about him. Should have done a little bit more studying, it looks like. Mm -hmm. So, we're here to talk about the Godzilla vs. Kong trailer. Right. So, we're both going to give our views on what we see here. So, why don't we get started on that? All right. If you haven't already seen it, we recommend pausing and watching it on YouTube and then coming back because we're going to analyze it step by step as we are viewing it. Yep, and it's 2 minutes, 25 seconds long, and trust me, you are in for a ride if you have not seen it. And if you have already seen it, go ahead rewatch it anyway. We know you want to. It's going to be awesome either way. I feel the same way when I rewatch it. Oh my gosh, it's awesome. Oh my, here we go. All right, so we will meet back here and say uh five seconds all right so you've seen the trailer we're ready to get back to it and let's analyze the trailer all right we're starting at one and what we're seeing here definitely is a city of some sort obviously exactly where i can't be sure though the movie details suggest it might be hong kong 
seems like that's where the big fight's going to go down. And, of course, it looks like we're seeing some sort of explosion on the screen. What, what do you think? Yeah, I would agree with you. Now, just out of curiosity, out of the history of Godzilla and King Kong, is there a big significance of Hong Kong? Not really, no. The last time they fought in 1962, Kong was brought from another island. It wasn't Skull Island. And he had grown greatly in size from the last time we saw him, which apparently would be close to the 1933 movie. Okay. And Kong had a lot of popularity then, and Godzilla was still mainly an antagonist, a villain. He hadn't gone to his hero side yet. It wasn't until a few years later when he fought Ghidorah. That's when he starts going down the hero's path. Okay. Or more of an anti-hero. Anyway, so... and. Hence the reason why many why Toho even declared Kong the winner, because technically he was the good guy in the film. But it stated that in there they they did a little research. I think I recall hearing a story where they put a chimp and a lizard, a monitor lizard, together, and they tried to kill each other for no reason other than being in the same room. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the basis to see if it would work for Godzilla vs. Kong. Or uh, King Kong vs. Godzilla, the original. And that the two... The way the Doctor described them in that film... Like... The fact that Godzilla and Kong are here at this time, and alive, is important. Like, Kong sensing the... You know, a hated enemy may try and... Lure, you know, find Godzilla to kill him. Mm -hmm. Like, they say, Godzilla has a brain about this size. He holds up a marble. He is sheer brute force. While Kong, Kong's brain is considerably larger. You know, he's a thinking animal. About ten times the size of this gorilla skull. Being instinctive rivals, I have no doubt they will try to attempt to destroy one another. And that was the whole... You know, quote, and that was the whole basis. That was even part of the trailer to even support the two titans clashing the first time. Mm -hmm. But now we have this. So what will make these two collide? This time, I'm interested to analyze. So, let's begin again, and let's play the trailer. Listen along in the background, too. You never know what you might hear. Ah, right there. Have to stop right here. You see people running down the stairs? See those red lights? Mm -hmm. Right there. Let's run it back just a little bit and you'll see what I think I see. I gotta time it just right. There. Aha. Uh -huh. Right there. See the snout? See the kind of facial structure, our mouth? Yes. I believe that is our first look at the legendary Mechagodzilla. Okay. So, whatever is erupting in this city, or whatever's causing destruction, is clearly because of him. Yeah, he's and he's big. Look at that size comparison too. Okay, we're seeing a convoy, and there's Kong all chained up, sleeping. Okay. I gotta say this, because every single movie we see Kong in chains almost. Mm -hmm. Minus Skull Island, of course. He was Actually, no, he was in chains in there, too. He got tied up in the, you know, uh, on the boats that had shipwrecked. 
while facing the big one from the the big scru- uh, skull crawler. Mm-hmm. While you know Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson and all of them are trying to get away, Sam Jackson's already been killed by Kong. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so every movie we see Kong in chains. Every single time he gets out of them. All right. You would think that people would get tired of Satan calling in chains. I mean, the characters obviously don't know that it's not going to work. Usually right. it's the first time. But we as fans know, right. you know, those don't work. It's like, why didn't they try... I mean, if it's Monarch who's taking him, why not try some energy bands or something? Or a containment feel like they did with Mothra or Rodan or something. See, they didn't think this through. Which makes me think that this isn't Monarch going to get him. It's also it's it's probably best to think that this might be the true and the true antagonists of the film are getting Kong. So he'll fight Godzilla. They're they're covering their bases. They want to frame Godzilla for something, you know. Right. And they want you know, because if Mecha Godzilla's in here, what's the purpose of having a robot that looks like Godzilla? Right. You know, to frame it. I mean, like I said, this is why I mentioned earlier the original Mechagodzilla was in a suit for, to frame the big guy. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Alright. So, covering their bases, they want a hero. Something that they may, might be able to control. But little do they know, no one controls Kong. Exactly. It's like no one controls Godzilla either. What's going to happen is pure and utter chaos. Exactly. Alright, so moving on. And we see one of the main leads for the film. I actually, I think he does work for Monarch. They said this in... The character here does work for Monarch. But I have a sense that there's something missing that they're not leading us with it. Because also, they leaked a photo of him in an area with red lights around him. It looked futuristic, kind of... Which led me to think, maybe it's inside Mechagodzilla. So, maybe, just maybe, this guy's not exactly a good guy. Okay. Aimed Kong. The world needs that. To stop what's coming. Little girl with a doll. She's the only one. Oh. Okay, I see. There's obviously Kong. She's holding up. Uh, looks like a homemade Kong doll. But Kong seems to be carrying something in his right hand. Looks wooden. Wonder what it could be. And I hope this isn't. There. I hope they're not using a scene from the end of the Kong from the movie. I really hope it's not a scene from the end here, because this would be telling us exactly who wins. And I'm. I've already made my prediction. And it goes against it. <laughs> okay. So we now just heard the, this little girl. Can commun- is the only one Kong will communicate with. Mm-hmm. And that someone has taken her in. Right. So, that that I find interesting. And actually, I did a little digging here. The actress who plays this character, both the actress and the character are both deaf. Which I find, you know, really, you know, interesting to go with. Because then she speaks in sign language. And if she communicates with Kong... That means Kong. That means Kong can understand sign language. Okay. I mean, obviously it's a movie. Obviously, obviously. But, but just think of it from a character point of view. Just like talking about a character profile. 
I mean, that'd be no different than talking about, like, a psychological profile for you or me. Okay, it's a fictional ape, I get that, but come on. You know, it's no... When you analyze a character, you're also analyzing psychological and physical aspects. Right. Not unlike what a person could do for a profile of anyone else. A psychologist can make a profile of a lot of people. Exactly. So, we know Kong communicates with a little girl mm -hmm. through sign language. Which means he's not a mindless brute. Unlike some other versions where he was kind of mindless. Or just like a big ape and kind of... Like the original one, apparently just kind of turned on by blonde women. Okay. I, don't, I don't know. I don't get the reason. They just did that for some reason. I don't know. Anyway, I did like the 2005 version of Kong. It showed that he had more emotion than most other versions we had. That was the Jack Black movie. Peter yeah. Jackson version. Where he was that two, 25 foot silverback. Mm -hmm. Now, this Kong, obviously, is more like the original. He's not an actual gorilla. He is an ape. But he's not a gorilla. They're, he's a completely different species of his own. Actually, I believe they call him Titanus Kong as his uh, specific scientific name. While okay. Godzilla has Titanus Gojira. Okay. Oh, interesting fact. Uh, in Japanese, Kong is actually called Kongu. Mm -hmm. While Godzilla is Gojira. Mm -hmm. Which, actually, they don't sound too dissimilar. You know, just adding a few extra syllables here and there. Alright, so let's continue on with the trailer and analyzing it. We see another one of the main cast, or what we believe is one of the main cast members. We see Kong and the girl. So now we know Kong made a would we think the character that we know the character thinks that God's or not Godzilla King Kong has made a promise to protect the little girl so that means he has something to fight for in this entire fight meaning if she's put in danger Kong will fight like nothing else before I mean we saw what he could do to a skull crawler when when people are put in danger we saw what happened you know, when Brie Larson was knocked down and the skull crawler was trying to eat her, he literally ripped its innards out. <laughs> exactly. All right, but that was a skull crawler, and that was when he was over, a little, just a little bit over 100 feet. Now he's larger than that. This is 30 years after that. He's grown substantially. Okay. So, wonder what he could do to Godzilla here. We have all seen the trailer. We know what he can do to Godzilla, so we're just going to keep going and play dumb for those who haven't. Right. Oh, like I said, the little girl is deaf. That is that's actually kind of important. So she's got her hand on the ship. Oh, here we go, Big G himself. Go. Oh, that is some crazy destruction. We have not seen that from Godzilla's attitude at all. Usually, he's dodging those or avoiding them on purpose or not causing much damage to them. He's instinctively actually destroying them. He went, it looked like, straight through the ship. Like Jaws, like, you know, like Jaws ramming the Orca in the first Jaws movie. Mm -hmm. Oh, I shouldn't say Jaws, it's, I should say Bruce. 
because the shark was named Bruce. And actually, fun fact, the original 2014, the directors were actually inspired by Steven Spielberg's Jaws movie. That's why we didn't get to see much of Godzilla. We were hinted at him, but you know, it's like you saw the dorsal plates, everything else, before you saw him. They built up that, you know, a lot of people complained that there wasn't enough Godzilla in the first film. All right. But if you think about it, it, it mirrored the original 54. Godzilla wasn't a lot in there either. I mean, he was mostly the disaster that happened. Everyone else, there was the story. You know, Godzilla was just a disaster. In this one, he's a force of nature, definitely. But it's also trying to be like the shark in Jaws. You barely saw it, yet you knew it was there. You knew it was going to happen. So, let, let's continue on and uh, let's see what destruction. Okay, jets don't do much. Oh! Okay, I gotta say, Kong just looked panicked right there. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was concern for himself. And obviously, we that's he didn't have his collar on, did he? Let's yeah. run that back a little bit. Everyone looking distressed. Nope, he doesn't have his collar on. So this is definitely after the scene that's coming up. So we can confirm that he's probably looking at a lot of wreckage and... Oh. Interesting thought. Alright. What if Kong thinks the little girl's dead? That could be a possibility. And then he wants to go after Godzilla greatly. That would explain a look later on in the trailer of absolute rage i mean and if you look at the funko pops they've they are releasing the pictures of kong's eyes go complete orange his eyes don't look that orange to me in here don't get me wrong they are look you can see they're kind of brownish right but the pop you know there's the black ones you know like the normal pop but then there's and they call it battle ready or battle raged kong mm-hmm. which means that this is kong in an actual fight which he has this berserker rage. We've seen it in Skull, Skull Island and the graphic novel. It said that Kong was literally born during a fight. Kong was literally born during the, the fight that killed his parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the father bought the mother enough time to give birth to Kong and she hid him from the skull crawlers and he witnessed both of them dying. Mm. In other words, they made him Batman. Think in, about it. In a way... I guess. So, do you know what that makes Godzilla? Superman. Ah, it hurts to even say it. I'm not that big of a Superman fan. No, don't get me wrong. I have nothing against the character. It's just I'm not that big of a Superman fan. Batman's my guy. But the thing is, Godzilla's my boy. You know? Yeah. And then they're giving Godzilla... Ah, just... Go ahead and hit play and we'll watch the rest of the Alright, but look at, look at the concern on his face. I like to point that out right there. I think that it's not concern for him, obviously. it's Because con- look where he's looking out. I, I mean, you can't see anything from his eyes. No reflection, anything. Because he's CGI. They didn't go that into detail. Alright. If they had, they would have given it a lot away. So, let's see here. Judging from... It is definitely around the same time. And his fur is obviously wet. Mm-hmm. So, the question is... I think it really is. He's looking... He's already escaped from Godzilla. And now he's looking at the consequences of maybe his actions. Or maybe he's of Godzilla's reactions. 
So let's see what goes on. Godzilla climbing up. That's got to be one of the epic scenes of the film. I am so hyped to see it. Oh, that epic punch. I paused it on a good moment. Indeed. Alright, so. We're now seeing Godzilla getting punched by Kong. So, looking at the, the size of Godzilla's face compared to Kong's fist... Kong's got a little bit of a bigger fist than Godzilla's head. Just barely. You can see it, right? Mm-hmm. Alright, now we know Kong is incredibly strong. Mm -hmm. Most apes are. Right. Reptiles are usually very sturdy animals, mm -hmm. but even they have bones that'll be crushed. Mm -hmm. Especially, like, by an ape this size. Mm -hmm. But look at that. Mm -hmm. Alright, let's move on a little bit. I want to... Alright, doesn't really knock Godzilla off balance either. That Kong is now kind of crouching down because he lost his balance in that punch. He was punching full force into Godzilla, and Godzilla took the hit. Mm -hmm. And he's still standing. Doesn't even show any real sign of damage. I gotta say, my boy's durable. Okay, now these seem to be some kind of depth charge. Maybe some kind of deterrent against Godzilla? I mean, the humans are firing it for a reason, so obviously it's because Godzilla's there, so it's... I don't think they... I don't think it'll hurt him. I think they know it won't hurt him. But it might be deter, a deterrent, or... If they are the antagonist and want the two to kill each other... Then it leads me to think that it may be something to provoke Godzilla into attacking... And of course, Godzilla's atomic breath. Oh, and then superhero leap! Which I find funny because did you know apes don't really swim? That's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw a documentary, not sure how true it was because it was on Animal Planet. You know, sometimes they embellish a little bit. And I'm, I haven't really studied a lot on apes other than that I know they're incredibly smart. They don't exactly have the webbing. If you look at your uh, at a human's hand, you'll notice if you look at the actual back of your hand, right along with your forearm, you'll see this kind of webbing in between your fingers. And according to the documentary, apes don't have that. This is this is an adaptation that humans have that allows us to kind of swim a little bit. Yes, we're not aquatic animals, so it's not too big, but it allows us to swim in water. Apparently, apes don't have that. I think another adaptation that allows us to do that is the spines that we have. Our spines are erect. You know, you could probably thank Homo erectus for that. Our, you know, ancient ancestor. Before Homo neanderthalus. So, you know how apes are usually. You know, they're kind of slouched over. They don't exactly have erect spines. Kong is not the same case here. Kong can stand direct like a human. So, does he have that ability? I think so. He may have the ability to swim. But, you never know. Apes don't usually swim. But I know this. He definitely can't breathe underwater. <laughs> if he can, he's not an ape. He's an amphibian. <laughs> but, moving on, moving on. 
Okay, right there. We just saw someone talking about dangerous times, and then we get a cut. All right, right there. We're seeing... Okay, so I took the liberty of looking up... I don't remember the actor's name here. But I do know who this is supposed to... Who he's supposed to be playing. Who? This is Ren Sarazawa. Mm -hmm. Son of Ishiro Sarazawa. Mm -hmm. Who we saw in King of the Monsters die. Okay. Do you know how he died? Yes. For your fans who don't know. For the fans that don't know, he died by taking, what, like a submarine or something into, like, a essential explosion submarine to pretty much give Godzilla a jump start. Actually, he did take a small submarine to deliver a nuclear warhead. Yeah. Because it wouldn't be, it could not be fired by the bigger submarine. Thing is, the radiation was going to kill him anyway, so he basically sacrificed himself to jumpstart Godzilla to give him enough energy to take him out. Ghidorah. <clears throat> Sorry, just had to adjust there. And I read ahead in the novelization, uh, the K King of the Monsters novelization. Mm -hmm. Sarazawa's thoughts during that moment, he did think of his son. That's where we know that this character existed. Mm-hmm. But we didn't, don't know anything about it. But let's look at the background behind him. What do you see? I see where it says systems and then part of charge. But do you notice the figure in the back behind that? It looks tall. It looks almost like Godzilla. With, and if it's, a, if it's a mechanical version and it needs charging... Then it would be Mecha Godzilla. Exactly. And if he's looking at the schematics for it... And that means he's that... either the there's two possibilities here. Okay. But judging from the look on his face, I can probably tell you which one it is. But I'm going to mention my two possibilities anyway. All right. Well, let's go ahead and take a quick break, and then when we come back, we will talk about the two possibilities. Fair enough. Okay. So we were mentioning the two possibilities for Ren Sarazawa here. Mm-hmm. Now. Possibility one, he works for Monarch, actually built Mechagodzilla, mm -hmm. and is worried that it's been stolen and being used improperly. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, seeing as maximum charge, and it looks like he's looking at some kind of systems for it, I'm going to probably say that it may not actually be stolen. There, It's just... Maybe that, there's, that he's part of the problem that... Mechagodzilla is actually loose. Mm -hmm. Maybe he doesn't like the monsters. I mean, think about it. Sarazawa, Ishiro Sarazawa, spent most of his life studying these. And we never really knew he had a kid. And most of the audience wouldn't until this point. Right. So, what would you think his motivation would be? Maybe. Judging from those facts alone. Maybe he's upset with his father that... That he's gone. That he's gone. That he spent most of his time on his work instead of spending time with him growing up as a kid. I think that might be... It's. I've seen... I've read comics with supervillains with less motivation than that. 
And to me, that seems like a pretty good one because, think about it, it was a Sarazawa in the first Godzilla in the 1954 that killed him with the oxygen destroyer, which we saw in, you know, Godzilla King and the Monsters, but the military developed that one. If Sarazawa had done it, it probably would have worked and killed him. However, uh, now we have another weapon that a Sarazawa is involved with. So definitely, I think maybe the objective here is to kill the king. Now, we, now we're seeing another city with Godzilla roaring. And if you pay attention, look at his spines. We're going to run it back a little bit here. His spines are glowing different than we've seen them. Not like the, the intimidation display we saw in King of the Monsters where he, you know all of them are glowing bright like that. Mm-hmm. And you've seen how he charges up. He starts from the tail, you know, and goes up. Take a look at how different the spines are here. All right, let's run it back to... I ran it back too far. It's fine. Superhero jump! Oh my gosh, I gotta say this. Godzilla looks intimidating right there, and we're not even seeing him. It's just his spines. You gotta admit, that's actually kind of cool. It is. Right there. You saw his spines right Hold on. It looked like it reflected some of the light from the city. I want you to pay close attention to his spines when you see him. Oh, it's going from the top instead of from the bottom. I, exactly. Godzilla's spines never glow like that. Not No attack he's ever done. From what we know, so what do you think that means? It's probably Mechagodzilla. See, exactly my thought too. But we've seen Mechagodzilla spines. Those are red. Mm-hmm. My guess is, now, there was an actual fun theory about this. That if that is Mechagodzilla right there, mm-hmm. that maybe they grafted skin, actual kaiju skin, to it, based from the Ghidorah head that we saw in the end, end credit scene. Of King of the Monsters. Thing is, though, how would they get it to look like Godzilla if it was based off of Ghidorah's DNA? Then again, it may not be. They may be saving that for a later movie. Right. You know? But, another idea, that it's a hollow projection. That it's not even a real skin. Mechagodzilla, Mechagodzilla's underneath it, but all that is actually just made to look like Godzilla. You know? They have hollow projection technology. They've used it a little bit in the movies. So, all right, moving on, and and now we get, you know, Mark Russell, who was, you know, chasing after his wife and his daughter in the last film, mm-hmm. and now we heard him already say Godzilla's out there and he's hurting people. We don't know why. Apparently, now he's taking over Sarazawa's place as the head of Monarch. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm very curious to see how his if and we we know the actor in here was in the 2005 Kong movie, mm-hmm. the you know Jack Black Peter Jackson one. Correct. So if he sees Kong or runs into him and doesn't say, "Huh, that guy looks familiar," mm-hmm. I feel that's a wasted opportunity. Uh, hang on. Okay, I'm ready. All right. Wait. So. Crap! It stopped. How did it stop? Well, technical difficulties on your podcast, I assume, but mine's still running. Okay, let's continue. Not going to press play or record? 
I can, but okay, let's continue on with the um, trailer. Yep. Sorry for those who missed it. Don't worry, you can tune on my podcast on Fandom 101. Just look for the Godzilla vs. Kong trailer breakdown. Or, you know, I could do some awesome editing tricks. Maybe. Anyway, so we're now seeing, you know, Russell talking about, you know, Godzilla here, so. An epic shot of Godzilla doing some mayhem destruction. <laughs> mayhem destruction? That sounded weird. But it's causing some epic mayhem and destruction. There we go. Okay, Monarch Stump. Godzilla attack claims lives. Nuclear cover-up. We're seeing a lot of this board here. And it looks like... A lot of these... Apex number two, Apex facility... A lot of these places are Apex facilities that he's attacking. So apparently... I want to know more about this Apex... You know... Whatever this is. And watch... If these are the people that are removing Kong from Skull Island, you can be sure they're the ones provoking Godzilla here. Mm-hmm. And they're setting the two up for a fight. And even the whole... the whole When they released the synopsis of the film, forces collide, causing these two titans to, you know, do battle. Mm-hmm. While humanity struggles to... Or tries one final claim for its survival. Mm-hmm. All right, so moving on. Oh, and there's Kong in... Now, originally I think this was Skull Island. But look at those clouds and everything else. I think he might actually be in the Hollow Earth. Mm-hmm. Ooh, some new Titans. Oh, Kong looks really angry, and Godzilla's not too happy either. It looks like Kong's got a new weapon. Some epic shots. Kong's got an axe. Godzilla fires his atomic breath. And the atomic breath is actually staying with the axe. It's not hitting Kong at all. How nuts is that? To be honest, it's not, because if you went back and looked at Kong lifting up that axe, which we passed over that scene on purpose to get to here, that axe actually has a spine in it from one of Godzilla's ancestors. Or at least I'm sure of mm-hmm. that. And Godzilla vs. Kong, in theaters, 2021. Okay. That was epic. Indeed. Coming to GCU has given me... Don't need any more ads. Thank you, YouTube. Goodbye. Anyway, so... Did you have any questions about the trailer? Not at the moment. But probably the closer the movie gets, we'll probably do another crossover podcast episode. Quite possibly. However, I like to point out here that there... Like I said... Everything's in motion with the film right now. We'll only find out when it comes out in March on March 31st, 2021. That's when we will for sure find out in theaters and on HBO Max. And if you can't... And one of the reasons... I know there's a lot of listenership in other countries. Some of these countries don't get HBO Max and they can't see it in theaters. 
So one of the things I want to provide this, I want to provide the breakdown for the trailer and possibly a way that they could understand the film. I don't want it spoiled for them. I would love for them to be able to see it. I mean, Godzilla, one Godzilla fan to another. Heck, one Kong fan to another. You know? Mm-hmm. But my prediction is this. And I stated this earlier mm-hmm. in, the, in the podcast, and I listed it all on my previous ones. Godzilla will win the fight against Kong. But Kong will save the day against Mechagodzilla. So, that's my theory. And let's thank God they're not bringing up Bakidora. <laughs> At least not this quick. Not that we know of. Yeah, it was rumored a few months back that they thought Ghidorah may be making a return. Mm-hmm. But honestly, and a lot of people have been crying out for Mecha King Ghidorah, but Mecha King Ghidorah had one robotic head and mostly life support kind of armaments added to it. A metal body, so mm-hmm. to speak. But other than that, it was its damage wasn't as severe as you think. It was missing its middle head. Mm-hmm. That was about it. And a few holes in the wings. That was the only damage King Ghidorah's, you know, sustained. Mm-hmm. And yet he had almost sleep for a thousand or a, hun- a couple hundred years. Mm-hmm. Until the people from the future revived him and brought him back as a cyborg to fight Godzilla. And save. They could pilot him then and control him. Mm-hmm. Which tells me that the middle head is often the problem. But that one wasn't an alien, so uh, it might be a little bit different with the King of the Monsters version of the Legendary. And considering that the head they have there is the left head, the curious one, Mm -hmm. one that most people call Kevin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, completely different, you know, elements here. Well, I was glad to see Burning Godzilla in the last one. That one was a cool... Cool not. It, see, when a movie's made by a fan, other fans can appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, you'll always have those toxic fans sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, Star Wars is loaded with them. But anyway, that's it, pretty much it for now. So, literally, you've, you've got my prediction. Yeah. And you've got basically a lot of info on that trailer. Now, did the director post something on Instagram not that long ago? Actually, yes, they did. Adam Winger did actually go to social media talking about the trailer. Uh, I forget what he said. Do you happen to know? I think he said the Godzilla vs. Kong trailer is finally here. I'm beyond thrilled to be able to share the insane epic mayhem. I know it looks like it shows a lot, but this is only the tip of a monster iceberg. Oh. Let me know if you are Team Godzilla or Team Kong. Team Godzilla all the way. For sure. Yeah, feel free to send us, send me a message, let me know. Hey, I'm Team Godzilla. Team Kong, Team Godzilla. Yeah. Let's go. Let's see who's what in this. And let us know and feel free to reach out to us. You know, I mean. Heck, I'll even create a new team for you. Let's go Team Mecha Godzilla. Okay, okay. Root for the bad guy sometime, you know? Not everyone has to be a hero. Yeah. So, anyway, like I said, you can reach out to What You're Thinking on Facebook. Feel free to send us a message. And, Eric, do you have a page yet? Sadly, I do not have a social media page for Fandom 101 yet. Uh, at best, I've probably got my other sources, but I'll have a Fandom 101 page soon, I assume. I could probably make one within the next day or so. Okay. 
Yeah, that way it would be a good way for my, you know, listenership to reach me, give me some ideas on the future podcast to talk about, a future discussion. And I am working on the Hulk episode. I promise you I have not forgotten. It's just this one had to be talked about recently. So, thank you for joining us for this very special duo. And don't forget to like and follow Eric on Phantom 101. I would appreciate the listenership. And please, if you haven't already or if you never heard her before, Alexandra actually has a lot to talk about on What You're Thinking. And I do host on there a little bit every now and then. So feel free to check out what we talk about on What You're Thinking. Thank you and have a very pleasant whatever time you're listening to this. I need to apologize, listeners. Uh, There was a lot of feedback earlier on while we were listening back to a lot of the episode. There's a lot that, you know, to talk about in there. And to avoid re-recording, I need to actually apologize in advance. I had a mic too close to the mic I was using. So that way I could be heard on Alexandra's podcast. And therefore that caused the feedback that you're hearing, the little buzzing... I know it's annoying, and I do apologize for that. So I hope it didn't damage anything or didn't harm the process of you learning from this podcast. So thank you, and have a pleasant day, evening, or night, whichever you listen to this on.